What is up? It is a beautiful morning. The sun is shining. The temperature is perfect. The Leafs are still alive. A 4-3 winner over the Bruins in Boston, extending their Stanley Cup playoff experience for 2018 to at least one more game. Admit it. You didn't think the Leafs would still be here, did you? After game four, you had it wrapped up, right? Well, not all of you. Some of you are eternal optimists. Others are just total curmudgeons. We have something for both of you on this podcast. Mike Ocello is standing by. We'll look back. We will look ahead. This is the Leafs Convo starting now. And here is Mike Ogiello. Mike, you were going to make a trip to Toronto anyway. The question was, were you going to be there for the postmortem or be there to help tee up game six? And it is the latter. How are you? Good morning, Norman. Um, well, I'm not sure if media day would have been today if they had lost, but uh, I'm heading up uh, for media availability and for the uh, game two of the Marlies and the Utica comments today. So uh, uh, thankfully, you know, I'm sure uh, appreciatively for Lee fans, uh, this is not the, the postmortem that you're uh, referring to. It is the team is alive, barely, and, uh, and we'll play game six uh, and we'll see where it goes from there. This is the Leafs Conversation, Norman James, along with Mike uh, Jello, brothers in podcast. Game four, Mike, uh, the Leafs had pretty much the whole of the play for two periods at least. They outshot the Bruins. They looked pretty good, but just weren't able to uh, hold home ice advantage, at least for game four. Then they go back to Boston for game five, facing elimination, um, massively outshot. Uh, one for one on the power play, but on the penalty kill six times, yet they come away with the victory. Mm. Explain this, Mike. This series is sort of topsy-turvy, kind of uh, flipped up on on its head, and uh, it's really hard to make sense of how this thing is uh, playing out right now. Well, the only thing I can really come up with is that when this team's back is against the wall, then they finally perform the way they have to, or at least in part, uh, you know, game three, they're down two games to nothing. They come home. They really have to win on home ice to have a chance to get back in the series. And, you know, Freddie Anderson starts slow, but makes 18 saves in the third period and they get enough goal scoring to, uh, to, to achieve victory in that game. Game four, um, you know, their backs weren't against the wall, but they really needed to win, especially when Bergeron was out of the lineup and they did not last night, you know, it's win or go home. And, uh, again, Anderson stands up, uh, they get enough offense, but you know, it, in both of those games, it wasn't a, a, and that's, this has sort of been a blueprint for most of the regular season. It's not a 60 minute effort. It's a flourish. It's a, you know, a, a spurt of 10, 15 minutes where they're unbelievable and they score three mm-hmm. or four goals. And then it's sitting back or playing, trying to play defensive hockey and failing and, only Anderson's heroics yesterday saved the day and mm-hmm. preserved a 4-3 victory. Well, that's the way the Maple Leafs are going to win for however long the uh, playoff run lasts for them. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be textbook. We, we've talked about the reasons why this team isn't exactly ready to vie for a championship in the most complete way. They're on their way. We just don't know uh, in, in which form they're going to succeed, at least uh, in the you know, at this stage uh, of the you know, championship progression, if you will. I think, Mike, I, what, what, I, what I will say is that I, I do feel like there is a bit of unfair criticism towards the, some of the players right now and, and, and the goaltender. 
it's just because look, this team is this team will uh, they'll thrill you, but they'll also frustrate you. And clearly, the the makeup of the organ or the the team on the ice right now isn't isn't ideal for those who think they can easily pencil in uh, lines and how this thing might term uh, play out in terms of you know being successful and winning a championship. <clears throat> the the it's still a work in progress. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, these guys are up against a really tough team. A lot of times we, the narrative is, well, the Leafs didn't play complete. The Leafs weren't ready to go. The Leafs aren't, you know, playing the full 60 minutes. There are, there are some lapses here and there. Well, Boston's mm-hmm. committing this kind of stuff too. This is playoff hockey when you're in a, that claustrophobic uh, incubator type <laughs> environment. And you know what? Uh, they're playing a game six. It's not perfect, but who knows, you know, if the history repeats itself, at least when it, uh, is aligned with 2013, then you can say, you're, you know, hey, look, maybe this team gets back to a game seven and they might be able to uh, confront some of those ghosts that still linger from 2013. Well, yeah, they're, they're far from being a perfect team. And I, I haven't been one of the, the, the people who has chimed in and uh, heaped criticism on Austin Matthews because, I mean, A, he's a 20-year-old and B, he's, a, he's playing against, for most of the time, one of the best defensive defenseman in the history of the NHL and Zdeno mm-hmm. Chara yeah. or one of the or a what a multiple time Selkie trophy winner and so the the task is tough for him on the other hand there are some players who I think are not have not played up to expectations where like I think William Nylander has been sort of underwhelming mm-hmm. in this series and obviously you know my fa- my favorite guy Jake Gardner last night was on the positive side the stretch passes that he made on the first couple goals were, were great but then he has to play in his own zone and we know that that is challenging for him and the goal by I think it was Corrali mm-hmm. or Achari the, 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 the third goal where he had two or three opportunities to get the puck out of the defensive zone and simply could not and and then he was by no means the only person late in the game that 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 they had pro- that had problems like that but that's that's symptomatic of a team that is good but maybe not good enough but they might be good enough to win this round we'll see this is the Leafs conversation Mike uh, Jello en route to Toronto Norman James in London Ontario getting ready for a beautiful day in the beautiful Byron a suburb of London with the kids doing all kinds of stuff maybe barbecue some steaks tonight I'm feeling good the Leafs are still alive. You know, it's interesting. This is the playoffs. This is prime time. This is as good as it gets. This is the, the toughest part of the hockey season for these guys. A lot of them are injured. They're, they're dead tired. They're mentally exhausted, yet they have to find another gear to push forward because, look, <laughs> you have to have 16 wins to, to hoist that Stanley Cup, and it's, what, two in the bank for the Leafs, three in the bank for the Bruins. It feels like it's been a pretty long series already, and boy, oh, boy, mm-hmm. uh, the journey is just getting started. It's amazing though. We expect these players to be perfect and we're, we're expecting them to improve and we're expecting their game plans to become tighter and tighter in such a crazy environment. These are the playoffs. And uh, look, I, I, I've just, I've just noticed there's a lot of almost unnecessary angst towards uh, these players and, and the team as a whole based on uh, a lack of performance here and there. And I'm thinking to myself, these guys are really trying. I don't want to sound like the team mother here where, you know, everybody should get a medal, mm-hmm. but the, these like Connor Brown, all, all of a sudden is, you know, he's, he's worth something now because he scored, but he was terrible prior to that. Well, remember it also depends on where these players were put in the lineup and right. were, were these players situated in the right 
um, in the right line combination for optimal performance. And th- this is another thing we should probably bring up that Mike Babcock, when, when you know, push comes to shove, faced with elimination, having to do something to you know roll the dice, whether it's going to work or not. Roll the dice again with some of these uh, line combinations. I've used, I've, I've heard the term, you know, throw the lines in a blender and just see what you get. You know what? Whatever the concoction was from Mike Babcock's perspective and the way he penciled them in, it worked. And for as much as we like to harp on the guy for, you know, the line juggling, um, you have to give the guy some credit. Well, yeah, uh, I, I, first Connor Brown, uh, and I know that when he scored yesterday, the, you know, the somebody came out and said, well, that's his second goal in 27 games. He basically, I mean, obviously you want more production from that, but he's a guy that Babcock trusts and he, he had been put in the last part of the season on the line with Van Riemsdyk and Bozak because Van Riemsdyk and Bozak defensively are challenged. <laughs> and, and he, and he like is, that. he is somebody meaning Brown that Babcock trusts to do the right thing, to go in the corners and work and to be defensively responsible. And I think he helped that line out a bit, but it, it came at the cost of his goal scoring. Now he's put in a more offensive role on Saturday with, with Hyman and, and Matthews and he bats the puck in and he played a pretty decent game. So I mean, most some of the criticism is circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Some of the criticism is justified. I think, like up until Game Three, the criticism of Thomas Buchanan was justified sure. because in the first two games he was terrible. Mm-hmm. And games three, four, and five, he has been more of what I think the Leafs were looking for out of a trade for a second round pick. You know, Jake Gardner has been has been good offensively, has been, you know eaten minutes, but. He also, as I've said previously, he's had some problems in his zone, which has been chronic over his career. Uh, Ron Haynes, he had a great night yesterday in terms of penalty killing, in terms of blocking shots. I think he played 27 or 28 minutes. But earlier in the in the in this series, I thought he played on you know, bordering a nap at times, and and that might and that might and that might have been because he's been really severely overworked. So it, it's it's I don't think it's like you know that that the analysis of some of the players on the Leafs is sort of like anything against them. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, sure. you know, when it's a lot, it's a logical critique of players who I think, you know, at times are playing well and at times are not. And you just have to be truthful with that. This is the least combo Agello and James, the spotlight on the action is shining the brightest that it has all season. Uh, it's only going to get brighter. And that's why these players, will feel the the heat of the scrutiny but they'll also they'll also know that the praise that um, is deserving is heaped upon them for whatever they do positive or whatever they do that's productive within the series it's interesting uh, mike is you know you have matthews you have nylander you have marner you have the stars um but throughout this this playoffs what five games so far you know uh, individuals have shone um the 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 credit has been able to be spread out based on who the hero is that game. Thomas Plekinich looked good when he was faced with a lot of adversity and, and, and put up based on also to the, the trust shown by the head coach. We've seen Austin Matthews come to the fore. Mitch Marner's been good. <clears throat> Connor Brown scores a goal. Um, Morgan Riley's had a big game. So everybody's kind of, um, you know, carried a bit of the weight at the end of the day. However, we haven't seen the team collectively all be firing on, on, on full throttle, all cylinders, right, Mike? And maybe that's, 
maybe that's something that has uh, yet to take, in, to take shape, and it might be something that we witness in Game 6. You just never know. So while everybody has right. pulled their weight individually at times, collectively everybody hasn't been playing you know, 100% top of their game. And you know the thing about the playoffs is just when you think your team is down, the next night they come out and they look gangbusters. So uh, in terms of Game 6, it's anybody's guess, but you know, if history repeats itself, this thing could be going back to Boston for Game 7. Well, it, it's, I think it's a sign of youth that, you know, not everybody's on the same page or not everybody is, is performing at the same level. I mean, you know, it, it, I think that just happens. I mean, you, you see other teams in the playoffs, teams with more experience, and they're, you know, I think the collective is, is you know, in terms of the effort is is more is up there. on a, It's more on an even keel than we, I think we've seen from from the Leafs. I, I mean, I have to say, I think the best the best forward, in the series for the Leafs has been Zach Hyman because I think he thrives on this type of mm-hmm. game. It's a, you know, he's, he's, de- he's a defensive uh, gem and, and his ice time is reflected of that. Um, he's feisty. So he doesn't mind getting in the face of, of the opposition. And, you know, last night he got into a tussle with the, with David Backus, which isn't something that I, I would recommend to most people, <laughs> um, you know, so, so, you know, he, he has risen his, uh, his level of play. And, you know, and I just think that, you know, some of some other players on the team, I think Andres Janssen for being somebody with very little NHL experience has been pretty, pretty darn good in a, in a support role. And last night scores a, a big goal uh, with a cadre with the assist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you're getting contributions. It's just, I don't think you're getting the same level of contributions from everybody. And, you know, maybe in the final two games, if they do win game six on Monday, you know, maybe we'll see more consistency of, uh, of effort. This is the Leafs conversation. Mike Agello, Norman James, uh, that Janssen goal was beautiful. The pass that he received from Kadri, the way that Kadri feathered that pass right up through the slot to the net. Janssen scores beautiful stuff. That was artistry from Kadri. Let's quickly talk about mm-hmm his impact, his return from the three-game suspension. I've never been so happy to see the guy. I, I trust him wholeheartedly now. Um, he is a great two-way player. He's got poise. He's, he's got leadership. He, he brings that heart and desire. I mean, even his pre- and post-game clips get me hyped up, and it's not that he's a rah-rah guy. It's just the things that he says, and he's, he's dedicated to winning. He wants to get it done. And, uh, boy, the Leafs needed him, and he came through. Yeah, he did come through. He did play well. Uh, he played with, within himself and with control. Although there was one play near the Leaf <laughs> or near the Bruin near the Bruins uh, um, a bench yeah. where he he he. Uh, cross-checked a Bruins player near the head and I'm thinking to myself you know I think the NHL is just looking for any mm-hmm. excuse to to suspend him again not to say that yeah, they're well. focusing completely on him but I'm saying you know the eyes are on him after being suspended for three games so you, I, I know you, you have to play the gentle uh, sort of balancing act between being aggressive and not getting pushed around and being dirty but he's got to watch out because if he gets suspended again um, you know, sure. I mean, not, not, if it's if that happens in game six and they lose him for a game seven, I mean, that's that would be disastrous. But, you know, he did play well mm-hmm. and he did contribute and they, you know, the, Babcock did shake the lines up and it, it did seem to work. So they'll need more of that kind of effort from Kadri. Ma- Mike, six. somebody's got to bring the heat for goodness sakes. I mean, the thing about Nazem Kadri, he, pl- he plays, he, he walks a fine line, right? He's a he's a high wire act, but somebody's got to bring the heat. And let's just face it, like whether we're upset with him over erratic play or you know, 
uh, dancing a little too close, flying a little too close to the sun, if you will. <laughs> the team mm-hmm. needs Nazem Kadri if it wants to be successful. No. So it's a double-edged sword. You don't want him to get yes. suspended. But, you know, he's one of the most – he's an agitator. He's aggressive. He kind of sticks out like a sore thumb on this Leafs team. It's not like this team is a, a bunch of bruisers and a bunch of Brad Marchands. Somebody's got to sure. do that kind of stuff, and it's Nazem Kadri. He walks uh, the fine line, and you know what? If he crosses it, then he's going to have to be, pay the piper. But it's not like he comes back from suspension and then has to get all tentative because – that's not his game. He's not going to succeed, nor will the team. No, I, I, I think he has to play on edge, but I also think he has to make sure he doesn't go over it. And, and that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Okay. It's like, I mean, I, I, I want him to play aggressive because there are very few players on this team that, that can. You know, Komarov is out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. I think Polak is too slow on the blue line <laughs> to be able to. And, you know, that, that's no, not no, a criticism. No, you're right, it's you're just right. the reality. No, no. But, uh, but anyway. No, you're right. Just anyway. a few more minutes on uh, the Leafs combo. Check out our YouTube page. It's blowing up big time. And uh, we appreciate anybody who's a. Uh, subscribed uh, like the page who's listening to the YouTube. go ahead and listen through anchor listen through itunes then go on youtube we have all of our uh, archived uh, episodes of the leafs combo there the page is growing every single day and uh, we appreciate your feedback if you can do that for us the leafs having to kill off six power plays i mean come on man i mean they went one for one for six on the pk that's pretty good considering how lousy the penalty kill has been in this series I mean, in Boston, facing elimination, uh, you know, six PKs. It's not like the, the referees are doing this uh, on purpose and, and trying to, you know, slant the ice in favor of the Bruins. But, you know, the Leafs did have to deal with qu- quite a bit of adversity. And that's a nice little test that's passed, giving them hopefully some confidence going into game six. And whether this series is pretty much over in Boston's favor at some point over the next 72 hours remains to be seen. But, the Leafs can take away the positives from this game six, Babcock, Lou, Shanny, as they go forward with planning to say, okay, you know, we do have the foundation here. We were able to come through um, this mud and, you know, see, see the light in terms of a game six and maybe a game seven. So we've, we've learned something. They learned something last night, didn't they, Mike? Well, they they got a better performance out of their PK than they've had in the entire series. I believe they were five for 11 in terms of or Boston was in terms of the effectiveness, effectiveness on their power play. And last night they went one for six. So, you know, you saw Hainsey, Pollock and Zaitsev block 10 shots that they, you know, that's, that's a lot. And that's, and that was a, that was a, a, a good performance by them after they really had some problems in the series. But the whole, the whole point here is to stay out of the penalty box. And, you know, the referees, I thought were a little, a little suspect yesterday that one call on Janssen where he shoved Pasternak was, was really a ticky tack call. Uh, I, I didn't think the Bozak penalty was a penalty. And then, you know, I, I really hate these slashing calls where the stick, which basically has a, a break point in the middle, just snaps like a twig. And, you know, mm-hmm. Pollock gets called for that, and it's a minute and 33 seconds on a five-on-three. I mean, that, that up four to one, that really changed the momentum of the game, even though Boston didn't score on the two-man advantage. The, 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 the play shifted at that point, and basically the Leafs were defensive for the rest of the game. Well, when the Leafs were up 4-1, yes. let's, not even bring up, let's not even bring up his, the history between these two in the playoffs. Yeah, I still didn't feel like the Leafs were home and cooled at all, and – um, that turned out to be the case that he really had to uh, scrap and claw and it was tooth and nail to get that thing uh, wrapped up, but, but they did. And one of the, one of the trends in this series that may be snapped 
tomorrow. It may not. Is that the winning team has scored the first goal yes. uh, in each game. So tomorrow, let's get on to game six, and then uh, we'll let you get up the highway safe to uh, cover the Marlies and the Maple Leafs with the media availability today. Um, I want to see the Maple Leafs come out with just a good, solid, professional start. You know, mm-hmm. They don't have to be skating around like their heads are cut off and you know, being, you know, hitting too much or doing anything that's just too crazy. I mean, we're five games into the series now. There should be at least a, an element of calm mm-hmm. that sets over both teams. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more jittery for the Bruins, knowing that you know what they don't want to have to go back to Boston. But w- what do you want to see from this Leafs team in in Game Six? Of course, it would be nice for them to score again because then you know history would be on their side in terms of winning that game. Mm-hmm. But what about a, like what kind of a start do you want to see? Just a nice, professional, tidy start. Don't give Boston any crazy opportunities based on your uh, want to score and maybe being a little bit reckless out there. Describe the Mike Godjello start for the Maple Leafs. Well, not not the start of Game Four where they give up a goal twenty eight seconds into the first period. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure. more more like Game Five. I mean, like Game Five, like Game Three. The Leafs, their back is against the wall. They lose, they're out. You know, they they win, they live to fight another day, and that's I think that'll be to their advantage because they seem to have played their best hockey when that that is the fact. I think they you know they they need to. Uh, continue to do the stretch passes that that have been effective against the Bruins defense. The Bruins shut that down in game four. They, they sort of sat back and prevented Gardner and Riley from throwing those long bombs. Uh, But in game, but in game five, they were, they were able, they had had success early on doing that. So they're going to probably have to establish that again. And if the Bruins adjust, the Leafs are going to have to adjust, adjust accordingly and, and carry the puck into the offensive zone. And if they do that, you know, with their speed, they should be able to take advantage of the Bruins. I mean, we know that the Bruins have some injuries and, you know, I'm sure the Leafs have their own bumps and bruises, but if they use their speed effectively, they can win that game and go back to games, go back to Boston for game seven. Hey, Freddie Anderson will need another uh, stand on your head type performance. And and let's not complain about it because that's what goaltenders have to do all the time, especially in the playoffs. So when people make the point that Frederick Anderson um, was the determining factor, okay, yeah, that's what he's paid to do is be the determining factor. You're expecting a top-notch performance from your goaltender every single night. Freddie Anderson's had two really good nights out of the five games so far. He's going to have to continue to be great for this team to get anywhere. The thing is they still have a chance to get somewhere. They're not done yet. Oh, last thing for you, Mike. Anybody have issues with the Mike Babcock line combinations in terms of the media? Why don't they call him out? I mean, that's the funny thing, too, is on social media, which we don't want to give too much credence to, yet some of the stuff is just mind-boggling. People ripping on Mike Babcock for his line combinations. My question is, if you had a chance to talk to Mike Babcock about his line combinations, would you be able to convey your ideas, what you think should be out there, how the players should be lined up, or would you just yell bull crap at him? Because the guy knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He clearly has a thought process to it. It's not somebody – I mean, he's not on a smartphone – ripping off line combinations and criticizing the person who fills out the lineup card. I mean, what would you say to Mike Babcock about the line combinations he's put together? You don't have to agree, but what would you say to him if you had a chance? 
Well, I wouldn't say anything to him because he's going to he's going to believe and do what he wants to do. That's the the guys won a Stanley Cup, a couple gold medals, a world junior, a world champion. I mean, you know, what hasn't he won? So, you know, somebody as a as a novice as myself or, you know, somebody who's who's watched and covered hockey for 45 years. Mm -hmm. um, You know, I mean, I have an opinion. I have a Mm -hmm. feeling of what is going to work, but. You know, he probably knows best. He's he's the coach mm-hmm. of the team. I I, mm-hmm. I I see some adjustments that could be made and that, that have been made. Um, and, you know, some of them, uh, you know, we'll never know because I don't think that's something that Babcock wants to do. But, uh, you know, I think the moves that he made in game five, they worked to a point. And now we'll see, you know, we'll see whether he sticks with those combinations at home, which he might not because he's got the last change so he can get the matchups that he wants. I think that was Mm -hmm. the whole thing in game five. He switched up a lot of things because he wanted to spread out his offense and make it impossible to match up Bergeron and Chara against Matthews because then Nylander was on another line. They spread out their offense enough that there was still some, uh, some offense unchecked. Uh, by the Bruins forward. So you, that, that's what mm-hmm. you have to do. And, you know, you have to play those games. You have to move things around. And, you know, Mike Babcock is going to do what Mike, Bab- Mike Babcock is going to do. It's a war of attrition, a game of chess. The Leafs are in this together. Mike, you and I are in this together. This is the Leafs Conversation. Thank you so much, folks, for sticking around with us uh, for the extended period. Uh, this podcast is growing exponentially every single time Mike and I put together an episode and lay it down on wax. And we look forward to growing with you. And let's hope that uh, there's more Leafs hockey this spring. And when I say more, not just a game or two, but maybe another round. Mike, uh, travel safe. Uh, we'll reconvene in the next several hours. Thanks, Norman. That'll put a bow on another edition of the Leafs Conversation. You have to love Mike Augello. He invests his two cents, and we get a million dollars worth of vital information from a really great guy. Whether the Leafs are barely in it or in it to win it, the key is they're still in it. Game six, Monday night in Toronto. There's so much at stake. Do the Bruins really want to go back to Boston for a seventh and deciding game against a team itching to rewrite history? I don't think so. And the Leafs want to make amends for a game four performance at Air Canada Centre in which they outshot the Bruins but still took the L. So much drama, so much intrigue. I can't wait for them to drop the puck. Don't forget, the Leafs Conversation is found wherever quality podcasts are usually discovered. Go find it, download it, tell your friends. The YouTube page will be the landing site for every Leafs Conversation from here on out. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page, please, and thank you. For Mike Augello, I'm Norman James. Get outside and enjoy the day. The next Leafs Conversation is on the way.